In the darkest depths of the Twist My Arm Network, there were two nerdy dudes. But they were no ordinary dudes. These dudes were Marvel fanboy dudes. They bleed Marvel. If there was ever a time for these two nerdy dudes to come out of the shadows and spew all their Marvel chunks, it was the year 2021. We are the Marvel Cinematic Monday Podcast. My name's Josh. I'm the host and creator of the Twist Marm Network. And to the right of me is my co-host. His name is Chip. We are here to talk all about Marvel. Find us on Instagram at Marvel Cinematic Mondays and listen to us anywhere you hear podcasts. Just search Marvel Cinematic Monday. Support the network by searching for Twist My Arm anywhere you do social media or listen to podcasts. Get all the network news by going to www.twistmyarmpodcast.com. Now, let's freaking get this thing started. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, how's it going? I'm not, uh, not doing bad at all. Pretty good day. Good. I'm loving that hat. Oh, yeah, we carnage. both got some pretty tight hats going on here. Yeah, yours is like pretty it. dope. <laughs> I don't know that that carnage is pretty sick, though. You, you know. Um, we also have a, a special guest today for this special episode. Um, he is the intrepid DM. He's also known as Roy. Thanks for coming on the show, Roy. How are How's you? How's it going? Oh, I'm I'm doing fantastic. Excellent. Couldn't be better, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, it's good excited. to have you on the show. For sure. Uh, my my hat's kind of boring, just so you know. It's you know, <laughs> I'm not part it's of okay. that club. It's okay. You have a pretty sick background, though. So oh, that's, thank you, thank you. you. Know, Spider Man's my out. boy. There you go. It works out. And the flash up there in that top corner. So yeah. You know, I should turn it off because this has nothing to do with DC. I know, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> DC can't even compare. Oh, yeah. It's well, you're not excited about the Snyder Justice League? <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the only good thing DC has going for it is comics. Stay out of cinema. Leave that to Marvel. Comics Just are uh, I do. animated movies. Yeah, uh, yeah. Say animated, animated movies are pretty good too. I'll, 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 I'll give you that. Yeah, I would. I mean, they gotta be right. You gotta have something that's good. <laughs> yeah. But this is again, this is a Marvel podcast, so we're not going to talk too much about DC. In fact, nope. today we're going to talk all about WandaVision and that series finale. This is a bit of a uh, so. With this show ending on episode nine, and um, uh, what, what's the other one? Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier starting two weeks from this last Friday, we decided to do a special WandaVision recap to kind of reset the Marvel Cinematic Monday schedule. So then we're doing episodes according to uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So after this week's episode, we won't have another. MCM for two weeks, so not next week, but the week after, and then we'll we'll do the Falcon Winter Soldier episode one, which is uh, stuff. 
Yeah, which is kind of business as usual. We'll go back to the other every other Monday schedule. We just kind of yeah. felt like it was best to not take the week off this time. <laughs> yeah, especially with this episode of WandaVision. It was so good. And I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, I do want to say heavy, heavy spoilers for those of you that haven't seen this yet. So if you haven't seen this, please leave and come back. <laughs> um, yeah. Or go find us on, you know, iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff and listen to this episode after you've watched the series season finale. I keep getting that confused. The season yeah. finale of WandaVision. No, series finale. There is no more after mm. this. As it of is. right now, as of right now, uh, hey, that that could change. Maybe, you maybe. Know. I don't think Guardians of the Galaxy was supposed to get a sequel either, was it? I think that was supposed to be a one-off. They did an experiment, and it ended up being wildly successful. It did, and I think that led in. I think the only reason they went into the sequel is because it played so well with the Infinity Saga. Honestly, yeah, that makes sense too. Which, gosh, the Infinity Saga just keeps going on and on and on. The Are we, are we ever going to get rid of the Infinity Stones? This episode had a lot to do with the Infinity Stones. They're just well, never going to go away. All right. So the Infinity Stones are actually destroyed right now. Um, yeah, are they? Yeah. Thanos said in Endgame that he had destroyed them. The only reason they were, br- the only reason they were brought back is because the Avengers went back in time. They brought them to present, and then Steve returned them all to their proper timelines, thus supposedly fixing all those splintered timelines. See, and I think that's where Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness really comes into play, because uh, I'm pretty sure that there's a lot more going on with these universes here. Yeah, the Realms of Madness, I believe that's probably just all the splintered timelines they messed up. They have to go back and fix it all. Fix all of Tony's mistakes again. Jesse says atomized, but isn't it possible they reassemble them? They could reassemble them. Yeah, I would think. Uh, but I feel like, um, I don't know. I just, I feel like Loki created a whole new timeline that probably has a different set of infinity stones now. That's, and, yep. You know, they're just never going to go away. And that's that's how it's going to be. They're going to explain it with the multiverse. Like, oh, well, this multiverse has all these other stones. But yeah. anyway, um, let's start talking about WandaVision. I want to do just the quick... I couldn't find a good synopsis anywhere. Apparently, Disney has that shit on lock. Um, so I'm just going to read the quick little IMDb synopsis and then we'll get right into it because this was a pretty action-packed there was a lot of stuff going on in this episode action-packed full of information i mean there's a lot of things going on so all right the events of wandavision come to a head and the destinies of all who took part are determined wanda faces a final showdown against the person who has infiltrated her creation while monica and jimmy fight to protect her as the series closes and wanda's illusions begin to unravel so pretty pretty basic, uh, pretty narrow. Not a lot really spoiled there, which is good for people that are you know not wanting to get spoiled. Um, but this episode is called the series finale, which, like you said, Roy, um, 
as of right now, there were no plans to do a season two. So it's very fitting that it's the season finale and also the series finale. But what did you think about the opening of this this episode? Just with it just started right from the end of last episode. Just bam, right there. Kids are still on a leash and all of a sudden they're they're shooting magic fireballs at each other. What were your guys' thoughts on that opening battle scene? We'll start with Chip. I thought it was pretty slick. Um, I I was kind of I don't want to I don't want to get ahead of myself. I thought it was pretty. Get cool. ahead of yourself, dude. Well, I was I was kind of expecting like I was expecting Agatha to start absorbing blasts because it seemed like she was absorbing power, but I actually expected them to like be hardcore and just like kill off the kids right away. I thought she was going to absorb oh. the kids, just slurp, oh. <laughs> like, but they didn't go that route. So, I mean, that, that could have been cool, though. Oh, man. Could you imagine the, the, oh, the I mean, cry? That'd be nuts. Clearly, I did. <laughs> I they thought would... it was, I don't know. That I won't, I won't get into it too much. But, Roy, what did you think about that first opening thing, opening, like, battle scene? Uh, you know, actually, I really liked it because every previous episode we've gotten a little segue to some kind of sitcom it was kind of refreshing not to have that go straight into the action of the bbeg big bad evil guy or girl (laughs) Uh, and you know it immediately goes into just tossing fireballs that's all it is and it was it was a welcome change of pace every episode has had that little bit of slow build up to the peak during the middle and then it just kept kind of ramping up towards the end this was pretty much throughout the episode they didn't let off and it was it was nice when it was like like you said uh when we were talking before we started the show it was this was the marvel episode of it you know what i mean there was the marvel action and all throughout from the beginning to the end it was just that you know kind of marvel action you know the it, it was end of the movie yeah it was the stare for me it was the stereotypical marvel end fight where you get the villain that is basically the the comic opposite like every other movie we've had you had you know well, but but let's talk about that for a second the villain who was the actual villain in this show because agatha was literally just there to steal some power she wasn't really doing anything and like you, this kind of she wasn't killing anyone or anything she was just there to kind of like oh my god i found some extra power i can suck from someone hell yes i'm gonna go in there and do that <laughs> that's true and it actually goes into a little bit of the i think the later in the episode um because it deals with the you know the quicksilver issue that we had um when we Which get quicksilver to- issue so you want me to say it now because uh we all find out oh oh yeah yeah you know yeah yeah i see what you're talking about yeah so it goes into that and with some of the things that happened there but i don't think agatha had just wandered into this area i think she's been here for a while i think really? i i think wanda inadvertently tipped her off when she built her area here i think she overlapped agatha 
And I'll explain that when we get further into well, that, you know. Let, but how so how far away is New Jersey from Connecticut? Mm. Honestly, uh because one thing from the last episode, I don't know if you noticed this, but the car parked in Agatha's driveway had Connecticut license plates. So she was not from New Jersey. If she actually lived in that town, I think she would have had New Jersey license plates. That's true, but what if the car was warped by Wanda's powers? I mean, there's no I mean, telling you could it. explain it away like that, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, there's no, hard evidence there's no that telling she doesn't it. live there. <laughs> well, there's, there's, but that's the thing. The Salem witch trials happened in Pennsylvania. Why would she be in Connecticut? Why would she be she in wanted, Jersey? She that, wanted to get away point. from Pennsylvania because she got tried as a witch there. So she moved to Connecticut. And that, according okay. to Joe Rogan, Connecticut sucks. So everyone that sucks moves <laughs> to Connecticut. And that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, she kind of sucks. Okay. <laughs> but no, I, uh, I again, Catherine Hahn steals this show. Yes, she was she like stole the best every episode. She stole the entire storyline, like both literally and metaphorically. I would say, like <laughs> that was one thing that we called count it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was yeah. Agatha after all. Yeah, all right. along she was all along oh, man i get the whole along you're right I really, oh. and i loved her costume her like her yes. final form like her Dude. the way that her like black and purple dress flowed when there. she's you know doing the witch thing it was awesome and she was perfect as that character the makeup like they did such a good job with her makeup like she looked entirely different like Dude. entirely different person can like, I point something out? Her, yeah. the, I wanted to ask you. Sorry, before before I ask that, what were you gonna say? Ron? All right. So Agatha's fingers. Did you notice how they were all black? Yeah. That's exactly I, what I was I, just gonna say. <laughs> I'm. I had wondered if that was from holding the Darkhold, the book that we come to find out is the Darkhold, which everybody kind of assumed, you know, seeing it in her basement, but, um. I think that was like because it is the book of darkness. I think it had tainted her actual skin by holding it. That's an interesting uh, observation. Yeah, that would make sense, I guess, if yeah. she was holding it. For and sure. her her costume is actually pretty spot on with uh, comics. It's not as Victorian, but the color scheme and the frill on the neck is pretty spot on. Yeah. I'm actually trying to bring up a good view. I don't know if that's big enough. Ah, that's not very big, but what she looks like there. The yeah, the black fingers. I, I like that idea that that like maybe the dark hole burned her fingers or something, you know? Like she was not powerful enough to use it. But then again, her fingers I don't know. She could she's using an illusion to make her fingers not black. So maybe that's just what yeah. it is, you know. Um I did like the fact that they didn't turn her hair gray. And didn't yep. make her all old and decrepit like like the comic book version. Like they could have. They could have very easily went that mm. route where they made her like super comic book accurate. And I don't think I would have liked that. I, I like Especially yeah. the way that she had victimized her coven, like sucking them all in and aging them up. Like that could have easily like been the way and, they went. And yeah, you know, right, that right that could have completely played off with why she is still so young is 
she didn't steal just their magic. They she stole their youth, and thus why they decrepified. And that would that's kind of one of my next things was is that how she lives so long is sucking all of the years out of them. You know, she like took the rest of the years from all those witches, I guess, in their power and kind of. I don't know. That's why she's lived for 200, 300 years. I guess it's over 300 now because what was yeah. it? The last episode of 1693 is when they said, I yep. think. Yep. So it's over 300 years. She's been alive. That's a long time. I don't yeah. think I want to live for 300 years. That's way too much. Especially for men, like not having the time stone like Dr. Strange does, you know? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. I would think that the cosmic energy off of that stone would s slow down your, yeah. you know, because I mean, look at the ancient one. She's been in charge of that for so long. Well, now strange is so well was, I should say was because of the end game. Right. Speaking of the dark hold, that was another shot for chip there. Chip was saying that that was the dark hold. Um, do you uh I know we brought this up last episode, but do you think the Dark Hold was that missing book from Doctor Strange? Do you think Because uh... they never mentioned anything. They said the Sorcerer Supreme in this, but I still think that somehow they stole that book from Doctor Strange and that's how they're learning all this dark magic. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I don't not. think it was. No. No. I think it's interesting that there was the missing book and then the then like being correct about that being the dark hold. Uh, it's an interesting connection to make. Uh, I mean, I feel like I feel like if it is, they will tell us expressly eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I I personally don't think it is because, I mean, there is one point that Wong makes during Doctor Strange's every book is, you know, for learning, anyone can access them, you know, once you've acquired such teachings, why would they hold the dark hold there? The book of darkness, something that's supposed to be irrevocably uh, evil. Oh, did they point. hold some other books there though, that were kind of like that? Cause didn't the, I, I guess it's the, the, I guess it's along the lines of a sword can both be good and evil depending on sure. the wheel. So, sure. Maybe it was, but I, to me, it just seems far-fetched. Yeah. So let's get to this next scene. I really liked the, uh, you know, Agatha is talking about surrendering or whatever, and Wanda decides to just throw a fucking car at her. I love that. <laughs> just a Civil War callback right there. Like, you know what? I'll just throw a car at you. And then the Wizard of Oz thing where the little the boots were sticking out. I really <laughs> wanted so bad for the boots to roll up. <laughs> like to fold up and then you know agatha to just hit her with the laser blast but no instead we got white vision floating down and he shows up and does like i i didn't i didn't really think this was gonna happen but like he puts his hand on her face and she's like oh my god it's vision and then he puts his other hand on her face and starts squeezing and you start hearing like the the cracking like oh, you can hear doing that, that like, the crunch yeah yeah and obviously he's Crushed trying to he, and and i love what he says he's like he's like uh wanda maximoff and they told me you yeah. were powerful like 
it was kind of just the I have you by your face right now. And then yeah. obviously the the I don't know what I want to call him, the the fake vision, the dream white vision. vision. Dream vision it, comes in and takes white vision out. That's what I'm trying to say. Let's let's call him the Wanda Vision. <laughs> Thus the name of the show. Cause he is Wanda's vision. It's accurate. I need to quit podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is that's brilliant. I like that a lot. Um, so okay, we'll call him the Wandavision. So Wandavision comes in and takes out White Vision, mm-hmm. and uh, they start doing their their fun little lasery fight up now, in can the I, sky. Can I point out when they zoom in on White Vision when he's crushing her head, the changes angular wise of his entire outlook is just mm. so vastly different from WandaVision it, where it's all mm. smooth transitions. It, it's like they, per, well, obviously it's very obviously went for that Android look, mm. you know, the angular um, and he wasn't completely whitey. There was gold trimming in all of that still. Yeah. No, I, I did like, I loved the way that he looked, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and he was like an evil, it's kind of Saturday morning cartoon evil twin vision yeah. a little bit, you know, especially when they were in the, the library fighting and like he curled his lips sometimes. Did you notice that? Yeah. The, there was the one time where he was like, I request elaboration. The sneers. Like, he like That's curls his lip up or whatever. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh yeah, okay. He's trying to be evil, I guess. But um, I did like the whole fight between those two. I thought that was a really, really epic freaking battle. The perfect evolution of beards. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. That's amazing. <laughs> that, that is definitely wow. a good one. For those of you listening to this podcast on the recorded version, I have a small five o'clock shadow beard. Chip has a little bit more than that. And Roy has a kapow mountain man beard. So it's definitely, thanks, Polar Knights. That's that's amazing. <laughs> but back to Vision and his beardless face. Um, do you think some of the reason that Vision looked the way he did. The Wanda Vision looked the way he did was because that was Wanda's memory. I think it also had to do with the fact that uh, he, when they showed her creating him, he she poured out the gold energy like the Mind Stone, mm, and uh, I think that's that part of the reason he was colored is because her memory of him and her power was able to recreate that life within him now the white vision is emotionless and you know uh colorless because obviously they've altered the vibranium to put him back together all that kind of stuff but he doesn't have that um for better term life to him yeah i like that mention of the uh the gold when when mm-hmm. wanda was creating vision you notice the gold part of it like everything else was red except for that yep so speaking of infinity stones and never going away chip what do you think on the fact that wanda used the last bit of like the mind stone that she had attached to her to create that 
vision. Mm. Well, I don't think she did. Like, I don't think she like used up. I guess not used up, but used part. Um, I yeah. think like I thought that was. I think that's. In, I think it's interesting, and I think that's the way that we like get vision proper back to life. Proper. Get him back, yeah. Yeah, because when because uh, when the two vizes were fighting, and he like gave him the the old Vulcan mind meld, he uh basically transferred. So like, Wanda's capable of spontaneous creation. So like the fake, quote unquote, mind stone that was in her vision was not a fake mind stone inside the hex. That was a legitimate, mm. full on real copy of the mind stone. So when he like touched white vision, he basically gave, he downloaded like the legit brainwaves and legit mind stone to the white vision. Yeah. So like, so that, so then white vision has to go contemplate his reality because like, yeah. yeah. I, I think that that's very, very accurate because especially after he touches his head and you see it turn a little gold, their faces move the same way. Mm. Like they, look they both at each do other. the exact same head tilt. Yeah. Yep. And so oh. it's like it's like they're one person again. And I, I love that thought that he put, you know, the, the Mind Stone-esque back into the other vision. So can uh, so I I just want to say I don't think he's a copy. I think he is a manifestation. Right. Because the Mind Stone was technically connected to Wanda. So why wouldn't she be able to retain his true essence? Well, and I think that's, that's to Chip's point. I think that's what she did. She did retain that essence by creating, like, because what she made in the hex was real. That shit was real. The only Monica Rambeau made a point when she got shoved out of the hex. She's like, Oh my God, it's, it's all Wanda. It's all her doing like, and everything is legit in there. If you kill her, everything else will, you know, die along with it. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think that Chip, Chip's right in that, and, and I think you're both right. Where Chip, you know, says that she created the Mind Stone again, and that in turn created the original Vision again. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah, just I don't know. You you could look at it too, because I feel like Wanda Vision opened up White Vision's data banks. Because he did yeah. talk about the data banks. He was like, they can't erase those that data from you. And he just like mm-hmm. touched him. And it, it was like he ah, man. Open See, open up the mind, I guess. You know, he opened his mind. He gave him some DMT and Vision was like, Oh my god, I know everything. Mm. <laughs> um, I know Kung Fu. Some something uh I don't know if you noticed it, but it, it was it was actually really stand out stand out there is when they were fighting and phasing through each other yes uh, that, that was awesome they they were different colors the phasing of white vision was blue his the laser was, was blue and the other yep. was gold yep um so that was the lack of mindstone in my opinion that was granting the powers which kind of confused me why he would still have the same abilities but well, I would I would guess common. that they I would guess that they've 
cracked some of that technology in the MCU at this point that you know they're using using some Chitari technology to I mean look at Spider-Man you know I was just watching uh Homecoming the other day when Vulture's using those those phase things to jump into semis it's like you yeah. know it turns things think, transparent well and I think um I don't think his power comes from the Mind Stone. The Mind Stone is just how they gave him like the Jarvis personality to mm-hmm. overlay. Gave the him like body. gave him so like I a soul like, with the Mind Stone. And so, like, I was wrong. He didn't wake up as Ultron, but uh, oh yeah, he was basically like the shell <laughs> that Ultron was gonna download himself into. So, like, those were all the powers that Ultron wanted to give himself. Mm, yeah, essentially. And that is vision a, yeah. just retained him when they gave him the Mind Stone, and he got the Jarvis AI personality instilled on it. Um, mm. So, like, that's why they have the same powers because it's just like that's that's what that blank shell has for abilities before you even write a personality onto it. That makes sense. So let's go. Let's move on to um, Quicksilver because right right about now is when we like fade into Agatha's uh, attic, I guess you would say. And Monica Rambeau is trapped in the attic with uh, mm-hmm. Quicksilver, quote unquote. And according to, did you see this spoiler a few weeks ago? Funko Pop had released the toy and it was in quotations, Pietro Maximoff. Yeah. And they've never released anything in quotations. So it was yeah, kind other- of a giveaway. Mm-hmm. But so... Roy, what are your thoughts on the revelation that Quicksilver is not Quicksilver or Pietro? I uh, so all right. The first off is you know Monica and him getting a tussle and he pings her right, and then she wakes up and uh, it's pretty cool. She's talking to him and he's he's basically your stereotypical surfer dude. Uh, it's my it's my chill, uh, babe. Come yeah. on, sit down. <laughs> uh, she goes. She's going through his mail, and she sees that you know the bills and whatnot. And this is why I said I think that Agatha uh, Agatha's been there for a while. Is the bills? If you look at them, are actually dated back months, not just a couple weeks. They're dated back months. So. so I think that she has been with him in that area, you know, or, you know, influencing him moving around, you know, all, uh, you know, vagabond maybe because she's hiding, but I think she's been there for a, a while. Cause those water bills were like months and months old. He could just and, be a lazy surfer stoner that doesn't pay his bills. Uh, I don't, I don't know because when she, <laughs> when he, when she, when Monica uses her spectral vision to see the necklace and yanks it off of him, he instantly goes to, you know, oh my God, don't kill me. You know, yeah, don't hurt yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a totally different behavior pattern. No, I, I and, get that. I, I mean, it's, he was obviously mind controlled. Hmm. I mean, why you could, would you, could, you have a good point there? She could how... have been there for a while. She could have just been with him for a while, though, where they're just traveling the country looking for the Scarlet Witch. Maybe, and maybe but... she killed a family in that house that then in turn turn in, you know, 
they had maybe two little boys or something that had souls that are um, you know the only thing I, <laughs> the only thing I can say is honestly I am so glad that Evan Peters didn't turn out to be the new Quicksilver and that they were bringing that X Men over. I mean, yeah, he's good, but the dude is aging rapidly. Yeah, did I, you see? I mean, he is so old, or just uh, looks that way. I said that I was like, man, that dude aged like twenty years in the last <laughs> five years. Like, think yeah. about how young he looked on uh, American Horror Story, and now he's just exactly. like a forty-year-old dude. <laughs> and I thought it was funny that Ralph Boner's uh, headshot was actually Boner. his uh, headshot. <laughs> <laughs> you said Boner. <laughs> yep. Oh, I man. actually have what a slightly a, what a... different theory because oh. Wanda, well, I mean, like, it's possible that Agatha had been there for a while, but, um, you know, it is, po- it's possible that Agatha was there because Ralph Boner is a mutant or she could have like picked him once she got there because he was a mutant. Uh, but like, it seemed like she had mind control on him. But he still think, had legitimate, like, fast-moving powers, and like I think she gave that to him though. Somehow, there's got she's a witch, man. She can probably cast spells, and that's that also could be leading into the next X Men thing, where you know witches cast these spells that create mutants, mm-hmm. and Scarlet yeah. Witch has now, you know, cast this spell on Westview, New Jersey. That who knows how many mutants come out of that town. Yeah, it's possible that all of them are altered the same way that like Rambo Monica got was. altered. But mm. Monica went through it a few times. But yeah, they were like in it for a prolonged period. So I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's very convenient that shortly after Evan Peters was on uh, Wandavision. I mean, it's not short; it's a couple weeks, I guess, after that. And all these theories start pouring in. All these, you know, oh my God, that's they're gonna bring you know X Men through the multiverse, and that's exactly what's gonna happen. Well, how convenient that they announced the mutants. The mutants <laughs> got leaked recently. Um, the Illuminati dot com had that's an awesome released name. this. Good. I know, I know, right. I know. Oh, nice. On but point. Uh, apparently, they're coming. It's the mutants are coming to the MCU. Uh, they learned that Marvel Studios-led project produced by Marvel CEO Kevin Feige, entitled "The Mutants," is currently being developed as a feature film and is intended to be a reboot of the X-Men franchise. How convenient that they did that, so people would be like, <laughs> so they'd be like, "Shut up, guys! It's not. Stop it." <laughs> it- they're calling it the mutants so that they can make like a couple movies and then have their big like their X-Men. team up. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's just like Defenders. It's so funny. Jessica Jones, Daredevil, you know, Iron Fist, all this other crap, and then Defenders. Mm-hmm. I oh, like I... it. I'm cool with it. I like it. You know, and yeah. that was kind of one of my letdowns from this series is I really thought this aerospace engineer was going to be hank mccoy i really really was hoping for that nod you know don't give him any powers just let him be hank mccoy and then lead into it later 
Still could be Hank McCoy, though, because I don't think we actually confirmed that the lady that came was her friend in the aerospace or the aerospace engineer friend. That's true. As long as it wasn't the doucher Reed Richards, I don't care. Honestly, <laughs> I really I was all like about Reed that. Richards. I was I all about Reed Richards coming in. Only if John Krasinski like stepped off like some shit. <laughs> just like, what's up, guys? I'm Reed. And like we all we all know that like this is based off of House of M. And House mm -hmm. of M, uh Agatha was the nanny to Franklin Richards. So I mean it's kind of a, a throw out there. Kind of like how uh the beekeeper was named Franklin. You know, I think it was just a far off the nod. nod. Yeah, but it it was there. I think I think the creators think of this show really just trolled us this whole season. I think their so, whole thing was to troll us with this show. There are so many red herrings, so many. Dude, the commercials ended up being nothing. Ended up being nothing. It's all it's all up to interpretation. You know, all of those true commercials are like you can you can interpret it however you want but it really doesn't mean shit at the end of the day mm. no people were yeah no it was yeah i, I <laughs> it wasn't you know, her parents and, it wasn't like baron strucker it like yeah it was, it was some nothing dude i <laughs> yeah. think the only one that the only commercial that actually had real relevance or yeah relevance to um the entire series was the boy on the island that couldn't open the thing i think that's the only one that actually had a, a that huge yeah because i would agree I would, as I would the townspeople as she's um so after a bit you know uh the townspeople come into play and they cut those powers and something that one of them says is you know i'm so tired they're not yeah. sleeping like yeah. like they're not sleeping because they're all of that so well, and speaking of that, what about Dottie? What a freaking letdown that was, right? <laughs> yeah. Everyone, like, I don't know. Everyone's everyone's still thinking that, or was thinking that Dottie had this big role, big thing to play. Dottie's Mephisto. Everything <laughs> was Mephisto in this show. Yeah, I was. I was a couple of guys. See, she was that's like <laughs> she was a witch. Technically, it, look yeah. at her name, Sarah Proctor. Sarah Proctor was one of the main witches that was accused during the Salem witch trials. So when she said that, that's so there the you only, go. That's Another the only, nod. Yeah, that's the <laughs> only link I made to her. You know, e even though she had no relevant part, was her name was Sarah Proctor. Yeah. I was like, why not? TMAJB, Jesse says, there's more Marvel and Wanda stories open. Could still be significant to the commercials. That is I true. I doubt it. There could be, but I doubt it. I don't know, man. We'll see what happens with that. I, I still think that's just up for interpretation. I think that they're Marvel leaving, is late game, you know, leaving it to the imagination. Yeah, Marvel is in it for the late game. Period. We know that, and I think the <laughs> the the mention of the Nexus. Yeah, I I I think you're right. And you know, the Nexus will probably end up coming out. That was uh, episode six, I believe, when they did that one. Yeah, um, I, I just I just watched that one today, and they had said something in that commercial about, um, you know, get into the ne get into the nexus, and blah blah blah, or when the time is right, get into the nexus. 
I think is what it was saying. Make a, well, so. wasn't that the one like, make it your reality? Yeah. yeah. It could be, I mean, it'd be fun if it was, and again, I just, I love to reference it, but it could be fun if it was Doctor Strange trying to reach Wanda through that stuff. Ooh, I never and even thought of that one. Like, because because she's using chaos magic, he couldn't penetrate it, but he could, like, get into the frequency somehow and interrupt it. Mm-hmm. But why wasn't he there when it came down then? Because Wanda mm-hmm. took care of it already. Okay. <laughs> no, you're you're right. I I mean, I, I'm just they, I'm just spitting shit over they, here. They did say <laughs> she's more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme, so maybe he actually couldn't. That shit that made me laugh so hard. I, like in my head, all I did was like that made me laugh. I pictured that meme, and I took that personally. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make that for sure. Just come. I bet. Oh man, Doctor Strange is such a, so egotistical. He's just like, hmm. <laughs> say again, how are you stronger than me? <laughs> you know, I think we should call it right now. They are gonna make that meme when the multiverse of madness comes out because there's going to be some sort of doctor strange putting wanda in her place moment yeah yeah and it'll and it'll be like and I we should make it get it published it in place. <laughs> <laughs> copyright it <laughs> no uh i i was really hoping for doctor strange to show up um, that was my biggest letdown is i, I really thought he was going to come up to save the day you know, that well, Agatha was going to be too powerful. She knew too much witchcraft. And, you know, Doctor Strange was going to show up to be like, much to learn you still have. Come with me, you know. Well, and screw you, One Paul Bettany, for saying, like, yeah, there's definitely going to be a... Uh, <laughs> and, like, and, and Elizabeth Olsen be like, yeah, there's going to be a Skywalker moment. Like, I mean, we got that with Pietro, but, like... <laughs> Paul Bettany Bet- said, like, Bettany there's definitely like, a cameo. Well, he okay. was like, I got to work with an actor that I've been wanting to work with for a long time. Confirmed it was himself. He's been wanting exactly. to work with himself for a long time. Again, trolls. They were just trolling us for this entire season. <laughs> well, I, honestly, how many actors actually get to do, like, double movies, like The Parent Trap or... Uh, that yeah. movie with two Jean-Claude Van Dams or anything <laughs> like that. I love yeah. how those are the two references you make. Like, like not Martin Lawrence, not Eddie Murphy, like <laughs> not Jim Carrey, yeah, not not Mike Myers. Like, those are the two references you make for that. Like, that's that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Roy's an old soul. I am. I am. Let's go back to the eighties movies. <laughs> no, that's a uh, that's that's a good point. But it is funny how Paul Bettany the whole time, like, and I love how I think one of the producers, maybe one of the show writers or runners, had come out and he was like, "Yeah, they kind of dug their own grave there. They're gonna have to dig themselves out because <laughs> you guys are gonna be a little disappointed when the show actually comes out." Like they knew after episode eight or whatever mm-hmm. i think the the director came out and he's like yeah i think a lot of people might be a little disappointed especially reading some of the theories going out there <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I we had some as, wild ones 
I Dude. honestly can say I wasn't disappointed by it because the scene with the two of them together, that made a, a Paul Bettany is the vision. Like Robert Downey Jr. Absolutely. is Iron Man. Paul and Bettany I could even say the same thing. You can even say the same thing for Elizabeth Olsen. She yeah, wears she, that Scarlet Witch outfit like a badass. She killed it like the whole season. Like she, yes. she acted her ass off. Like, dude. Look. I think I think uh, you know Kylie and I were talking about it. She just watched the episode tonight for the first time. Kylie's on the Sudden but Inevitable podcast with uh, Jesse and I, but she bawled her eyes out. She <laughs> she ugly cried in this thing, and it was because like it was just so well acted. You know, she she had said like Elizabeth Olsen did such a good job, and like I really love Scarlet Witch, and I, I think you know we had talked about emotionally stable superheroes last week mm-hmm. and obviously scarlet witch is not one of them but kylie had said oh she kind of redeemed herself in this episode because she realized what she had done and like got a chance to like say goodbye officially and it kind of changed her i don't know cha- changes the way you look at at scarlet witch you know i am- at first you're like yeah what a selfish bitch but now it's like oh okay all right she was really hurting and she just needed to to say goodbye like how many of us needed that you know like if if we could go back and just for that moment and i think that's what that's what hit the most in this episode was was that right there is being able to you know see see someone that maybe you missed or something like that and being able to relive this whole life that you really wish you had and blah 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 like it was it was brilliant and and you're right the the acting was just incredible so jesse says Get out of here, jesse. Still <laughs> jesse i would like to point out that marvel doing this has actually given a character with ptsd and the effects that it has on an actual person so um that's a good point that's a really good point I, because wanda has suffered a ton of a ton of trauma and getting powers like that and just like scream like I, everyone has done it but you just sit in your room and just mm. scream because you're so upset about something and she does that and makes this you know sorry go on <laughs> sorry sorry there is one point during the episode when wanda looks at vision and it's after vision sees the other vision and she says i was gonna tell you i didn't mean to until I had realized it happened. I think that because of her powers, she had actually manipulated herself into this dreamlike state because maybe she didn't understand there's astral projection, a outer body experience, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe she set herself in some kind of experience that she wasn't in full control of her powers. Um, I Do like you, that too. I like that there are, because how many times in this series did she go, wait, what did you just say? Like, yeah. you know, when, when Agatha was like, should we retake that? And she's like, wait, what? Like, like she didn't realize that she was part of this show as well. She didn't realize that she had, she was just living it and loving it, you know? And I can honestly say I, I have, I've had, I have PTSD. I shouldn't say I have had, um, I had an accident where I almost died. Now, while recovering after the accident, there were instances where if I got into a vehicle and the vehicle 
made some kind of instance, I would black out and I had no memory of like 10 minutes. I've heard of that too. So, with severe PTSD, you have like crazy blackouts and stuff. Yes. Now, um, that being said, all of this stuff is triggering so much emotion. And there's a point where she freaks out and accidentally lashes out at the town people. Mm -hmm. But doesn't realize. She, and I like she that doesn't point realizing that she's doing it. Mm -hmm. And, and that changes part of herself the, as well. That's part of the chaos I magic. Because like I think it's I like it's that. all emotionally tied. I like that. I like the uh, the realization for her. It was a just like us. She was with us as viewers, like realizing what what was happening, and she was like, "Wait, wait, I've been what? What am I doing? Oh shit!" Mm -hmm. But then she actually liked it. It's because you know when the army comes in and sends the drone in, and she's like, "Leave me alone." I finally have everything I want. Yeah. Like it was, it was like at that moment, she, you know, she realized it's I'm like, doing this kind of, I have no idea how, but I'm doing it and I like it. There's a lot of people that say solitude is, um, what's the word? It's intoxicating, you know, to be left alone, to dream <laughs> in your own mind. Dude, that it's so true too. I mean, I, I have to have it sometimes. I have to have days where I just mm -hmm. sit, sit in my studio and just hang out by myself in silence, you know, and just, just because, because you need it sometimes. It's, it's one of those conjuries that are conundrums yes. that uh, <laughs> it was, is it selfish? Yes. But was it uh, malicious? They have to prove that it was malicious intent to put those people under yeah i still think that she's running from the law at this point oh yeah oh she's, yeah she's no. gotta be i mean there's pitchforks somewhere but i mean there's no way she's not being watched you know that that we're just gonna i mean we'll skip ahead to that last cabin scene while we're on the topic of chaos magic and wanda and everything like if you didn't watch the after credit scenes shame on you you're watching a marvel show exactly. um and also, also the adam so Right. Um, but the last one, it was the very, very last credit scene. Uh, we're zooming in on a very pretty landscape. And I don't know where that is. Do you, do you guys have any idea where, where it is? There, So there is a place that she goes to in the comics. And I can't think of what it's called. It's like Wonder Mount or something like that. Mount Wondagore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, if you look at it, it looks like a very... Uh, uh, Sokovian architecture or Russian type architecture to that building. So I think she went home. Okay. So she's just hanging out and uh, let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look it up right now. They, they have nothing on here about it, but um, Wonder, Wonder Gore Mountain. Yeah. I mean, that's very possible that that could be where she kind of went. Uh, yeah, on, let me, yeah let me, and let we kind of mentioned that in the last episode. Uh, here you go. That's, that's kind of what it like, looks like. Yeah, and that's like got a lot to do with like Shithan and the Darkhold as well. And you know, the cool thing is, even if she went back to Sokovia and Sokovia is decimated because of the Ultron thing, she knows she has the ability to conjure that stuff into reality. So that cabin could be completely of her own make. I mean that's, that's very true. true. I I, th I mean, I think she's astral projecting either 
the person drinking tea or the person studying the dark hold. Either way, she's doing some sort of astral projection. The person holding the dark hold is translucent, so I think it's her. Okay. But here's a point I want to make is Stefan Strange has only been able to do that when he's unconscious. She's doing it while she's awake. It's because she's the scarred effing witch. Already (laughs) more powerful than Stephen Strange. (laughs) Well, that was when Stephen Strange was just... Jesse's cabin is in a snow globe. Hey man, absolutely. We're gonna pan out, and it's gonna be a snow globe. There's gonna be a little kid just shaking it up, staring in it, talking about those are my favorite characters. (laughs) There'll just be a snow globe in the raft that's in a cell. Go with some Inception, and it's a snow globe that little Wanda has while she's in the living room with her parents. Oh <laughs> Jesse Jesse was referencing a eighties, uh, seventies or eighties uh, series. It was like a hospital show, think like ER. And then at the very end of the series, it just pans out to like I, I think a kid with like autism, and he's just staring at a snow globe. And his grandpa's like, "Yep, that's all he does. He just stares at that snow globe day in and day out, and thinks of the lives of all the people in there." And you're just like, oh, oh my God. we've been watching this series for five years, and it's just some oh autistic kid's dream. Cool. I think Denzel got his start on that series, actually. Really? Yeah, it's called... Oh, I can't think of the name right now. Is it Something called Hope? Oh, okay. Maybe. Josh Chip, I don't know if you caught it, but when they are zooming through the cabin, following Wanda, walking in as she's making the tea, and slowly goes into that room with her astral projecting, the music in the background is a twisted version of Dr. Strange's theme. Oh, I did not notice that. That's interesting. interesting. Like a dark version because she is reading the dark hold. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I see. Um, I, so I want to chip elaborate a little bit on the uh, wonder, wonder gore mountain and how it goes in with the dark hold. So, uh, putting me on the spot here uh so right from my from what i remember when you like now quicksilver and scarlet witches origins have been retconned several times so i might be referencing one of their origin stories that has like since been retconned i'm not 100 (laughs) sure but but they can still pull that and use it for they can pull those stories and stuff absolutely so like she has like an she has like an anthropomorphic cow that's like her maid. Uh, there's like, I forget the name of the cow. It's like Luna or something. It's something goofy. There's like a cow that talks. Uh, her and Pietro like lived under this mountain and it's got a lot of like, a lot of like, uh, magical ties to it because it's like housing part of like this chaos deity, Shathan's essence. Um, and he also has part of his essence like tied to the dark hold. And uh, I want to say like the dark hold was housed in Mount Wondegore for a while um, oh, okay. and guarded there for a while. And after she, um, I want to say after she cubes up Clint Barton, she goes and hides out there. Like, oh, yeah. After she, like, after she wrecks everything one of the times she goes and hides out there and that's where they find her okay 
I, so that's got to be what it is then. I, I, w- I would guess that that's, that's got to be where she's at. Right? Come on. And Je- Jesse's referring to Cthune, the original. He wasn't the original creator of the Darkhold, right? I I thought he was. Uh, Shathan, Shathun, however you say it. Yeah, I thought Shathun was. I don't think Cthune. They're two different people. They both had a hand in the dark hold. I just don't chicken before the egg. I don't know. <laughs> it's also known as the Book of Sins. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm so glad you a, said it's Shaton. It's C H T H O N. That's the only one that it's mentioning here. Huh. Shathan and Cthulhu and something Gorath was in the comics, yeah? Shuma Gorath. Mm. Shuma Gorath. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there was some theories going out. with of, the tentacle. Yeah, there was some theories <laughs> going out that that was going to be the big bad. Yeah. Did you hear about that? <laughs> so, so uh, the eyeball <laughs> of one division. The eyeball. So I DM Dungeons and Dragons. That's that's my thing. Marvel is secondary. Um, Cthulhu and Cthulhu, obviously a reference to Elder Gods, and your eyeball, Gorath, with tentacles is a reference to like Beholderkin, uh, which was a creation of Cthulhu. Hmm. Okay. So, nice. just a side um, note. Just a side so- note. On and on the topic of big monsters, we did not get to see any sort of demons or Mephisto or any sort of hell spawn or anything like that. But today, uh, IGN released a, an interview with the director of the show. Um, gosh, what is his name? Shackman, Matt Shackman, Shakeman. He says, and I quote. We did have a whole sequence where Darcy, Monica, and Ralph meet up with the kids, and they're in Agatha's house. Uh, they think that maybe they should steal the dark hold from the basement because the kids have seen it down there when they were being held hostage. They go down to get the book, and as they reach out to get the book, the rabbit hops up in front of the book. They're like, oh, Senior Scratchy. And they reach over to scratch him, and he hisses, and the whole American werewolf in London transformation happens when the rabbit turns into a big demon. Oh. So that would have been actually pretty cool to see. I know, right? They said that uh, he went on to explain how the sequence ended up being cut because of its unfinished visual effects, as well as its somewhat awkward placement in the context of the show's busy finale. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Um, After reading that and watching the episode too, it would have made no sense for them to go get the dark hold because Agatha had it the whole time. Yeah. Uh, And another (laughs) Another just nod right there was Nicholas Scratch was Agatha's son. Yes. So. Yes. Um, but that would it would have kind of I think Chip, didn't you say that you thought Scratchy was gonna be something a little more than just a rabbit? Well, I thought yeah, I was saying that it could have been her son, uh, Nicholas Scratch, or it might have also been like them getting Mephisto in because Old Scratch mm. is just an old yeah. name for the devil. So I was for like, oh, okay, okay, I see, I see. 
So I guess they could have they could have just kind of taken that and made Scratch mm -hmm. a demon instead of the devil. You know. Yeah, and they uh, yeah, and they obviously went a different direction. So my original thought was they were gonna like make Scratch turn into Nicholas Scratch, and that was gonna how they were gonna defeat Agatha. You know, because he was originally what part of the part of the group that the Council of Salem that uh, locked Agatha away originally. So I thought maybe something might come of that. But once again, that red herring. And God, and they had so many red herrings. Oh, it's all over the place. Uh, Trolls. Freaking trolls, man. (laughs) Dude, in this day and age, to be able to pull off what Marvel pulled off, uh, even Disney with the Luke Skywalker thing, and not, continues to pull yeah, off though. I mean, think about letting it. it slip through. You I'm, know how they do that, though. You know how they do that. Uh, there was an inter- well, <laughs> pay agreements. So there was uh, an interview with Mark Hamill after Force Awakens came out, I believe, and he had said that when he signed the contract, because he's known to spoil things, mm. they had said that. We're going to pay you this much. We're going to withhold it until the movie comes out and it's been out for a month and you haven't spoiled anything. And once that's happened, we'll give you the rest of your money. That's what they so have I to think, do with Tom Holland. I think, dude, for <laughs> real, though. Well, no, they just give Tom Holland half scripts. They're like, I, these are just I, your lines. <laughs> he was uh, he was just on Jimmy Fallon recently, and he was talking about that. He's like, now at this point, I've been involved in like four or five movies that I haven't spoiled much. You would think that they would start to trust me by now. And he's just like, hell no. <laughs> no, I mean, he spoiled the name of the last movie. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty big deal, I feel like. But no, I, I think that they got a good good idea there with the, you know, to keep the fans oh, yeah, happy he was and opening surprised. That That's so funny. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, but all of it. Mark Ruffalo has spoiled some shit too. Like, uh-huh. man. But yeah, I think that that's the best way to do it is we're going to keep five mil of this. And uh, once it comes out with no spoilers, we'll, we'll give it back to you. But I mean, Catherine Hahn did a great job. Your full payment's yeah. dependent on your uh, ability to keep a secret. Yep. Yep. Can you act? <laughs> <laughs> Outside of acting. Yeah, I loved, there was an interview uh, that it was just like reposted recently and it was like an interview with Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel, one of them. It was Catherine Hahn talking about how she had just got cast into this Marvel show and she's mm-hmm. like, they're like, can you tell us anything about it? And she's like, Nope. And they're like, do you know what it's called? And she's like, WandaVision. I'm like, what can you tell us about it? Nope. <laughs> like, what character are you playing? Nope. <laughs> so so like, uh, she just does not tell him shit. But probably because her pay depends on it, you know? Like, if you're gonna if you want this money, you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I want that Marvel money. Jeez. So uh, going back to the Agnes versus uh, Wanda fight when they're in Mm. town and she actually Mm. starts affecting real people, Mm. um, the townspeople, notice she makes a comment about cutting their strings. I thought that was a good callback. Yep. To 
And the good thing is it's the complete opposite of what Ultron Ultron was seeking freedom mm-hmm. and Wanda, who was a person that was under Ultron was subjugating people. It yeah. was complete role reversal. Oh man. And I loved how heroes don't Wanda, torture. Right. Wanda was so convinced that these people were li- still living a good life. She mm-hmm. was convinced like no no you guys are fine you guys are fine you're you're gonna you're gonna be fine everything is okay all the while sarah's like my daughter's been locked in her room for a month and you know that that was kind of the realization that yes wanda was being selfish might have been for maybe maybe the right reasons again for selfish reasons because she couldn't let go but like to your point again it was it was a total loss of control it was a i don't know how to handle this right now i i i need help you know and and then she created this world and had no idea what she did but she was enjoying it so she automatically assumed that everyone else was enjoying it as well she built up all of those years of post-traumatic stress and she did not seek help for it and they just kept piling on like a bottle that's getting too filled too Mm -hmm. full and, and the Catholic set, the it just exploded. You yeah. know, that's what it was. It, I, it, I, it paints sympathy, but it also paints a very clear picture of people with powers. Yeah. And this hey, man, thanks for bringing that up because I never even thought about that. And that's a really, really good point and a really poignant um, observation of of Wanda and why she would have done this. So I thank you. for I appreciate the uh, the insight on that because it's, it's a little different perspective. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, um, let's see. Where where were we? What haven't we talked about yet? We went the right boys. We haven't talked we about the boys, the kids. I loved. <laughs> I really liked the uh, boys. Take care of the military. <laughs> like yeah. they ain't shit you guys got this <laughs> we haven't prepared you for this but you were born for it yeah kind of one of those we were gonna train you but i don't think we need to anymore um i, I like them kind of showing off their their powers a little bit and also hayward what a coward <laughs> yeah Hayward just straight like, up tries to shoot the little children like what yeah what the hell dude and he, I don't know that I think he's going to end up being something else. I think he's going to be a, a bigger character than than yeah. we think. And, uh, um, I actually it was Jesse. It was very cheesy. Yes, I would agree that that whole a, scene was cheesy. But it was a shoehorned in way to show off Monica's powers because now she can phase bullets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, but I, I agree with Jesse's cheesiness of that whole thing. And it was. That was for the the kids, you know. That was for the the swooping shot of the team, because you gotta have that shot of which was cool. It was really cool coming in between the tanks. You see Agatha floating up in the background, mm. and then the the Wanda family just sitting there. I, you know, very could, cheesy, but very Marvel. I could see point, very Marvel. Yes. I could see Hayward uh, coming back during the Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, because he was the head of uh, Sword. You know, he's a prominent oh, figure. Yeah, the, I, yeah. 
And if they if they bring him into Falcon and Winter Soldier, it would be a great way to exploit the weaknesses of the Shield and Sword Foundation if Zemo were to get to Hayward. Yeah, man. We're, I, I want to talk about Falcon Winter Soldier before, like at the end here, because I, I know that, we have that's fine. I'm I'm just things, pointing out that I, I like that, that he, he's and it got to come back. He's got to come back at, at some point. If not Falcon Winter Soldier, maybe he'll come back in like Spider Man or something. You know, I was disappointed that they kind of like threw away Hayward as a character, like having him shoot at the kids and get like having him overplay his hand and get arrested. I, I feel like it was a waste. Um, in the comics at one point, Ultron disguises himself as a government official in order to like penetrate deep and uh, mm. mess with the Avengers from within. And I feel like that was kind of a missed opportunity, especially with like the way he was so dead set on getting vision. It would have been like great motivation for Ultron in disguise. So I feel like it was mm. kind of a waste to not even like like, I feel like that's not what they're doing. So I kind of feel like it's a waste that they're not doing that. But may- maybe he is an android, though. Maybe he's still deep undercover and he's a. What, it's what do possible, you call it? But like he he wasn't making smart moves at the end. There. No, like no he you're was right. You're right. Really illogical plays. So something I'm wondering about Hayward is, you know, with the mutants being revealed, like you said, you know, what is the effect that maybe Hayward is the new striker? Because oh. he has he has an ob- obvious dislike of powered individuals mm-hmm. and was trying to create a source to subjugate them, thus your sentinels, you know. It's there's parallels. I like that. Um that would be cool. He's he's the one that starts making the different weapons to battle people like Wanda. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the Scarlet Witch. Oh, I'm so happy they find. You know, yeah. it's funny because speaking of that, just to derail really quick. But I was watching, you know, like I said, episode five through nine today, and uh, he, uh, uh, Jesse, life model decoys have already been introduced in Agents of Shield. So, um, but that's not canon anymore. Mm, it could be could be in a different universe could be in a different universe (laughs) as of right now it's non-canon though um damn it did i just lose my whole thing oh the scarlet witch (laughs) yes uh episode five or six or something they had mentioned that she had no nickname there was no fancy nickname for her or anything like that and then all of a sudden at the end it's the Scarlet mm-hmm. Witch, but I do I do appreciate the fact that they finally like gave her that yes. name. Come on now. Well, they I don't know. They had it's even always called been Wanda. Quicksilver, Quicksilver. So did they? I feel like they did, at least in promotions. Mm, okay, that makes sense. I think they're gonna go for the life model decoys, Jesse, with the secret invasion the scrolls because they can't do two types of body doubles since they already said they're doing secret invasion i don't think it's really a cop out i think they're really i think they're gonna double down on their being because of the snap 
I think they're going to double down on renegade scrolls are actually going to be the bad guys. Well, that's that is exactly what it is. The the green scrolls are good, and they're going to be weeding out the bad scrolls mm-hmm. that are that have infiltrated um, the world. Basically, they've they've done the secret yeah. invasion. So it's now, not going to be think that Hayward is a scroll. Then it's Ooh. possible that I if mean I, I could I would like... see that. If he's motivated by like save his species type motivations, he's I would see that way more making bad moves. Yep, I would see that way more than a uh, than a life model decoy for sure, um, and just deep undercover scroll because that's apparently what it's going to be. Is these scrolls have been here forever, just like in the comic Secret Invasion that I'm still reading, but like they've been here for so long and you didn't even know it. So like. Now, mm-hmm. it's possible it could be since they're leading into phase four uh, and we know that Fantastic Four is a part of phase four, right? This is actually a good move on their part because I feel it like it's a chance to do another space movie. Uh, because earlier in WandaVision, they mentioned we have astronauts missing in space. Mm. This would be the perfect point to flush out a family in space and also give us super scroll. Cause I want super scroll. Hmm. Super scroll has got to be one of the villains and it would have this whole secret invasion thing. Here you go, Jesse. This is, this is a fun one. Pick a phase one character. Who's been a scroll the whole time. <laughs> um, oh, I can't think of what her name. Um, Carter, not Car- not Carter. Uh, Maria Hill. Maria Hill. That's it. I could see her being a scroll <laughs> uh, because the polar opposites to uh, Maria Hill <laughs> are Kip's face. That's yep. <laughs> the polar opposites to Maria Hill. There's only three people that uh, Fury trusted, and that was Wu, Carter, and Hill. And I think we're actually getting Wu as a prominent figurehead of Sword or Shield now. Oh, they might he give us, the, yeah, they might the give us Agents of Atlas. Uh, hmm. In the comics, Wu is the head of the Agents of Atlas, which is kind of cool. That'd be an interesting. People are petitioning, to petitioning to get Wu his own show, so that would make sense. I mean, uh, it's good. He's good. I mean, I've never Agents seen Jack Krasinski in a better role. The current, <clears throat> the current agents, <laughs> the current agents of Atlas, um, uh, in the comics, the current team is like all Asian characters. Uh, so, you know, inclusion yeah. as well. You get Jimmy Woo in there. You get uh, Shang Chi. Some of the side characters that they're going to introduce in Shang-Chi. You could easily yeah. do it. By the way, guys, cheers to a fantastic session. <laughs> it, it's Absolutely. great being on here. Yeah, and yeah, dude, thanks for coming on. This has been a lot of fun. Um, I feel like we've covered most things in this show. Is there anything else that we wanted to cover from this? We're starting to get a little late here. Yeah, oh, I... Um, I agree. I think Maria Hill is a scroll and has been a oh. scroll this whole time. That's why I was like nodding. 
and lifting an eyebrow because like i agree i feel like maria hill is absolutely a scroll um i think i think there's more than that though i think uh uh hank pym i think hank pym is a scroll and has been this whole time oh. um he'd be like the og scroll mm, well i mean he they replaced him at the same time like that they replaced mm-hmm. everybody else. But mm-hmm. like, I think, uh, I think Peggy Harder's a, I think Peggy Carter's a goddamn scroll. She's been a scroll since her <laughs> own series. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be so devastating for Captain America though. That dude has been through way too much already, but it'd be a yeah, good way to bring him back. Stable. So he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a poll on Twitter that I'm going to repost because we only had a couple. Are you talking about. Lawrence Fishburne, Jesse? Yes. Yeah. As Goliath? Oh yeah, he might be. Oh, could be a scroll. Mm-hmm. All them side characters, mm. dude. All of them. The oh. the entire Defenders—they're all scrolls. Daredevil, fucking Luke Cage. That—that's how you kill those guys. You turn them into scrolls. <laughs> uh-huh. So, real quick, um, best fight scene of this entire episode. Of my <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, best fight scene, Ship of Theseus. Yeah. Oh, okay. To watch Vision fight himself mentally instead of physically mm, to me mm-hmm. was the best way they could have solved that entire thing because they were too evenly matched. And they weren't going to destroy each other. And I when, loved his, I request elaboration. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> emotionless. When he flew off afterwards, that leaves so much story open because after house of M, while he was still in his white, uh, white form, um, there was actually a love triangle between him, Carol Danvers, who is in the MCU and Mantis, who is in the MCU. He is no longer emotionally tied to Wanda. So you think there's going to be a love triangle between vision and the aliens? I think they could put him in (laughs) another movie uh, as a, not a center figure, but they could put him in and have him develop those emotions via Mm. him getting the mind stone. There is a lot they can work on. I know it's I know it's far fetched, but he should. I think they're just gonna after make... a couple of movies. Hey guys, this is my girlfriend Gamora. You've been <laughs> looking for us. Sorry, we've been off banging. But all that stuff he just got a Hawaiian t shirt on, like uh, like button unbuttoned. You know, they just been out on some, <laughs> some planetary beach. Happened before he reconciled with uh, Wanda, which at the end of the episode they said they will see each other again. Oh, absolutely. So I just just think that it's going to be different. Like, I think that because the Mind Stone isn't in vision anymore, he's not going to have those actual emotions. He'll have the memories. He'll know what happened um, between them and everything that went down. But he's not going to have any emotional attachment anymore. I think that vision is going to be, you know, it's going to crush Wanda to to an even more extent because she's going to be like, oh, my God, it's vision. He, it's my man, you know, and, and he's like, nah, nah, I don't know you. I mean, I know you, but I don't really know you, you know. But 
But then again, it could be Vision who turns her back from wielding the power of the Darkhold. It very well could be, too, because he did just fly off. He would, yeah. don't, don't really know where he went. So, he, you know, he's probably going to his uh, Fortress of Solitude, like, like yeah. Chip was saying, to uh, get his shit together. He's going to have to go think this out. out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Rethink well, his life. It. Let's see. Oh, I did. I did get a lot of Silver Surfer vibes from White Vision, for sure. Um, real quick, can I touch on the townspeople? Yes, go for because, it, please. Because Chip had talked about how they were in the hex for so long, but they never actually went through the barrier. The barrier right. was erected around them. Now, when it's all those people on the outside that the barrier sucked in they could have been transformed right mm. again also the townspeople being afraid of power to individuals i see the sokovia accords playing a huge role in the marvel going forward because they're still in effect yeah oh yeah that's so, why I, that's why i still think wanda's just running from the cops like fury's yeah. watching her from space or something well they have a but yeah they have a full-on second civil war in the comics, um, I was, I was but I think like if you look at if you look at the way she like freaks out and bursts when she initially does the hex, um, all the people in town went through the barrier at least that's once, true. at okay, least twice, because she bursts out and they go through the barrier once when it's expanding the first time, and then they go through it again when she retracted it because it retracted slowly. Mm -hmm. So like they went through the barrier twice. Some of them did. Because if you remember, she also opened up the crevices on the outside. Mm -hmm. So true. a lot of them could have escaped without going through that. He was running through it. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> and, you know, this leads into Falcon and Winter Soldier because, you know, they were on the wrong side of the Accords also. And they escaped. Mm -hmm. it, well, mostly because they were uh, snapped out of existence. But yeah, what's you know, the statute of limitations on that? Are they still outlaws? Like they were literally fugitives when Infinity War started. Like, so yeah, that's true. And then they got snapped out, and then five years later they come back to save the universe. I mean, I yeah. feel like there's, I feel like there's a, a bone there. Do you write you know, a like, for them? Here you go, guys. <laughs> Technically, neither of them uh, has uh, altered powers. It's all tech. Uh, that's true. That's true. You know, that's a good question. Let us know on MCM underscore pod on Twitter if you think uh, they should be pardoned or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I probably would. Because I'd be like, well, I mean, you did kind of save a lot of people. So, yeah, I'll uh, save you from the raft. But you got to do some work for us. <coughs> that could be what this show's about. You know, hey, you guys were fugitives, and I understand that you saved the world and all, but like, you're gonna need to work for us for a little bit to uh, repay those debts. Mm. So, I can tell, I can well, my dust you. was sitting in my jail cell for five years. Better mark that off the sentence, son. Sir, we had no dust. You, you were nothing. So, <laughs> do you think the scroll that picked up Monica during the second? Um, scene might have been the scroll girl that was actually playing with monica during captain marvel oh 
It's possible. No, because I, th- I feel like they would have known each other a little bit more. Probably it was like it was like reference to it. Yeah, because she was just like, uh, "Excuse me, Captain Rambo. Uh, someone wants to meet you. You know, down in the movie theater. I mean, it could be, but I, been- I feel like they would have they would have known each other a little bit more. Kept contact. Yeah. Kept you know, what's the the length on mail service to outer space man i guess it just depends on who's taking it is it iron man or is it one of them snail rocket ships at this point (laughs) (laughs) um was there anything else you guys wanted to cover before we move on from from this Um, it was a good lead into dr strange the next movie and it was a good lead into captain marvel Mm. um and I think Wanda's that's what those really last two clever. scenes were. Uh, mm. Yeah, just Wanda's really clever. The end fight scene when she like, like I, the runes. Yeah, I was all we annoyed at myself for not. Yeah, I was all annoyed at myself for not realizing what she was doing. But I was just like, man, you're missing an awful lot. Like, I, I, I literally I, had that thought. I was like, God, you keep missing all these shots that you're taking at her. That I was like, okay. That was the that was the first thing I was thinking when she was doing that is she's missing a lot and I'm looking at it I'm thinking wait this entire area is her domain yeah she's 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 marking those walls she's got to because you're watching that's a debate too that I was having with Kylie that's a bit of a debate because I think when she was when she first started taking the barrier down and her kids and vision started disappearing. She had already taken down like half of the barrier, right? Half the hex. Mm-hmm. And then she realized when Agatha was like, you know, um, this is what this is what happens. Now you realize what happens. You know, you're I think she said something along the lines of you're learning. And then Wanda was like, oh, you know what? Fuck that. I think she put the runes up when she remade the hex. And then when she went and did the Scarlet Witch mind control stuff to Agatha, she actually made her see all of that. Like, like it was a it was a fake out the whole time. I really I was think gonna that, say because Agatha cast some spells after she put it back up. So, okay. But I think I think it was just a fake out it the does. whole time. Yeah. My question but, is, uh, why is Agnes still flying? Honestly, the runes are up. When the runes go up, she said, "Another witch's powers don't function within a barrier." Just magic. I mean, I, I don't know. And she, she ended up being on the ground at the end, so it could be another illusion for everybody, including the viewers. Up, maybe, maybe you know, or or she wasn't even holding her up. She was just in her head. Yeah, just like she was in everyone else's head. Like, um. So here's a here's a philosophical question for you it goes back to the the heroes don't torture when wanda defeated her she turned her back into the sitcom agnes Mm -hmm. she is locked within her own mind replaying all that stuff which we know that the townspeople said it was torture Mm -hmm. so technically is Wanda torturing Agatha? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but she's like, her for still a hero. Yeah, but oh, didn't... I never, I never said that Wanda was a hero. I've been saying this whole time. Wanda's like one of the big bads. Like she's a bad guy. 
She's a I don't, and a I'm, half. They need to put her down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. I like that. That's a good reference right there from uh from House of M. That's exactly what so I think Frost in House of M is like, we just need to put her down. And Captain America's like, no, we don't do that. My God, we can't yeah. kill Wanda. <laughs> yeah. Flipped out of existence. Oh, maybe I should have let her kill Wanda. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You go back to the whole, you know, Punisher. Is the Punisher right for killing his victims? Yeah. And we haven't had we haven't had a one of our own as a villain yet either. That's in true. In the Marvel Universe. There has not been a villain that has been... Someone you get emotionally invested in. Yep. You could kind of say Civil War. They created villains in Civil War out of yeah. Captain America and stuff, but that was I just. I don't even think part they of the, really did that. that, that they was did. Just like, that was a point of view thing right there for sure. That that was a demonstration of what modern America is going through. You know, who's right, who's sure. wrong. Sure. Sure. There, there's no clear path to either side. They both had valid points. But at the same time, it's who do you like better? Do you like the shield or do you like the iron armor? You know, right. That's what it came down to. Um, I do fully think that Wanda's going to be the big villain of the first couple movies. Like she'll be the big villain of Doctor Strange and they'll probably kill her. And w- after killing her, it'll release a bunch of magic, chaos magic into the air. It <laughs> creates mutants somehow. Mm. Um, but I, I mean, I don't, I don't see Elizabeth Olsen sticking around for as she, long as like Robert Downey Jr. did, or she Chris really Evans seems to enjoy the role, though. She does, mm-hmm. she does. And so does Paul Bettany. So I could see both of them sticking around for quite a while. It's and true. who's to say they don't go with like West Coast Avengers and you know that kind of stuff? Yeah. Oh, that's one thing I wanted to say about uh, that thing earlier, talking about the mutants, the show that was teased a little bit the mutants they like chip was saying they could do the mutants movie and then an x-men movie and then a new mutants movie could they not so it would be like a sequel to mutants and also a continuation of x-men or something like that you got uh, i don't know i think with so far in the future i think with (laughs) mutants you can uh you can really just like you can milk them for all they're worth and do a lot of like series for them. That's true. Um, I bet they do make a shit ton of Disney plus series. A too. lot of shows, uh, whether animated or live action. I feel like once they're, yeah. once they're in there, it's so easy to like, yep. Do series out of them. You have like your main team and then you go with like, then you have like the teenagers that were in like the X-Men, the new class, um, you have like the Hellions. You have like the yeah. newer one. You could go, you could go with like the newer storylines where they have their own island. Hmm. Uh, so the mutants. True. I don't want to see Magneto as the villain. Honestly, I think what they, if it's Scarlet Witch. I don't want to see Scarlet Witch as the villain in the mutants. Why? Honestly, I think we they, haven't seen that in the MCU yet. Not everyone has read the comics like we have. I know. I, I see her being more of a late game. I would like to see someone uh, with it being titled The Mutants. I'm, I would honestly, I feel perfectly fine calling it right now that Dr. Sinister is the villain. 
Mr. Sinister. Mr. Sinister. Sorry, I messed up a name. I messed up a name. No, you're fine. Well, I mean, I'm not like I'm not jumping down your throat. I'm just like I'm I'm just making the correction. But I would make that assumption because of his experimentation on mutants in the variety of comics and them just bringing them in, it would make sense that he is the perfect villain for that series. Not the Brotherhood, not Mojo World or anything like that, or even Magne- you know, Magneto as himself. I think Sinister would be the perfect villain. No, he'd be he'd be a great one. Like establish yeah. him as a geneticist, like he was, um, mm-hmm. and then like they bring in mutants, so he starts doing genetic experiments on them. Um, yeah. As long as yeah, yeah. they just they just out. end up killing him off real quick. And that, no, well, I mean, he could have like the end of the first movie where he's the villain could give him that like some sort of a mishap that turns him into his mutated self. You mean that creepy '90s X Men makeup? Yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. Um, then you do a couple movies without him, where you get like Apocalypse. No, no, don't do Apocalypse. No don't way. Nah. I I think it would be a perfect way to lead into like the Shatar, um, okay. the Shatar Empire, because. If they're going to do cosmic stuff with like uh, possibly Galactus with the Fantastic Four or the Eternals um, or even uh, what was the other one that was really big, they have more stuff to go with Guardians of the Galaxy. The Shatar Empire would be a good off branch. They've already established a bunch of alien races, so why not? Well,. Let's try not to get too much into the X Men stuff. I don't want to. I don't want to cut it off too much. But we nope. are getting a little off the rails and not sticking with the Wandavision. <laughs> the drinks have gotten me wandering off. A little I'm bit. so Sorry. excited for X Men, and I can't wait to see what they do. Um, but I, I guess the mutants. I'm excited for the mutants. But um, I right now I I think in the for the near future I'm really excited for Falcon Winter Soldier. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um it's going to be an an action kind of show, like an action packed show, a little more than WandaVision for sure. And I think that this is going to open up a little bit more the the story of what's going to be kind of going down in phase 4. So uh, I think it's going to be just like a really fun, lighthearted buddy cop romp. You think so? Buddy buddy cop romp. Some action adventure buddy cop prompts i think it might be a little more emotionally brutal than that mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean i guess if you're emotionally attached to either of those characters but oh, well i, I think, think we will be, be a nice light-hearted buddy cop movie i'm i'm pretty sure we we will be there by the end of this though jesse i fully agree loki's going to be better than falcon and the winter soldier but i'll take what i can get mm. for as far as marvel content mm-hmm. um Loki, yes. Loki's gonna open up the phase four. Like WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier are the introductions to phase four. Loki's going to open that shit up. I'm gonna disagree with Jesse. I I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is gonna completely set this up. Cause for one, I believe that the Sokovia Accords, like we talked about earlier, are gonna play a huge effect into that. Hmm. And I think 
I, you know, I would make a prediction that Falcon and Winter Soldier will set up the Thunderbolts. Marvel Suicide Squad. <laughs> I seriously, I can see know, that too. That'd that's be cool. hope, like that's what I'm hoping for out of it yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, it would um, be perfect because Sony wants to get Venom into the MCU and we have our, already have Venom movies. Mhm. And we have Thunderbolt Ross. So right there's our Red Hulk. You know, they and we have Winter Soldier right there. Yeah. yeah. There's three uh Thunderbolts right there. Yeah. Um that that would be that would be cool. And and I I'm just saying, like, I think Loki's gonna be a little bit more story based. Like it's gonna open up more of what's happening in multiverse aspect mm. and multi-time aspect and stuff like that like right now we're just kind of getting that dip in our toes in the water you know that's true they just gave us a scroll and they gave us the book of the dead and you know now they're going to give us baron zemo and probably some more scrolls and then with loki they're going to give us more of the multiverse shit you know I think I think Loki is totally going to lead into Thor uh, of Love and Thunder or whatever it's called. I, of course I it can't is. remember the name, but of course it is. But have Thor, you seen the? Have that's that's going to be about multiverses too. Oh yeah, she looks great. She looks ripped. Yeah, uh, but that that's going to be Chip and I have talked about that on here a couple times. Where I think we think Natalie Portman's going to be from a different universe. It's going to be that a Thor from a different universe you know what i mean mm. so yes essentially loki will go into thor but it is still going to open up that that multiversal shit so it'll, it'll leave us with more questions and answers and then they'll wrap that thing up in doctor strange but um so right yeah, now, and yes thor 4 is going to be probably the best movie of phase 4 i would say so right now don't we have a new uh, guardians coming we do have five. guardians 3 it's phase 5 Okay. Um, but would you would you slate then that each one of these tele uh, television series they're they're not really movies per se even though they could be would you say that each of these televised series are a lead in to a specific set of titles? Yes, like absolutely. So, so WandaVision we know is leading into Realm of Madness with mm-hmm. Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel two. Yep. Well, and Spider-Man. I think uh, Spider-Man to a degree. They've already said that Spider-Man, WandaVision, Spider-Man, and Doctor Strange are all part of the multiverse trilogy. Yeah. Um, And then Winter Soldier Falcon. Right now, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of setup. Maybe for Thunderbolts if they're doing something. But is that going to lead into somehow the Eternals or Shang-Chi? I would say would probably lead more into Shang Chi, with the Mandarin, because yeah. we know we're getting the real Mandarin now. So I would say we're gonna we're, we'd probably pick two movies, right? So you got from Wandavision, like you were saying, Captain Marvel two, um, Doctor Strange. Those would be the two movies that are kind of coming out of that. With yep. Falcon Winter Soldier, you would say what? I would say Shang Chi for sure because there is a scene which looks like they're in a Oriental-based country. Mm-hmm. Um, I would... I don't see it leading into the Eternals, though. 
No. And the Eternals I, comes I out. Think Loki, I think Loki would lead more into Thor 4 and the Eternals. Maybe. So what What could... Are we going to base it on that maybe we are getting a Thunderbolts and people just don't haven't heard anything about it? Let me find my picture here because I have a whole set of uh, when shows are coming out and whatnot. Let's see. Here it is. Um, let's see. It could really. Uh, what about oh, Black and Zemo Panther? was a Thunderbolt, too. He was, yeah, Black he was, he was the founder of the original. Thunderbolt. Yeah, I, I completely forgot about that for a second. So we have four Thunderbolts potentially right there. So what if Falcon Winter Soldier led into um, Black Panther 2 and Shang-Chi? Because mm. there is a way that they could bring, you know, with Winter, Winter Soldier staying in Wakanda for as long as he did. Yeah. Could be an introduction into Black Panther 2. Seeing that storyline right now with uh, Chad Chadwick Boseman passing, you know, mm-hmm. that, that was a sad thing of, in of itself. But, absolutely, you know, how are they going to write that? Because right now they have no, from the outside, they have, uh, they have Shiri, Siri. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the drink is starting to finally get to me. <laughs> <laughs> but. So they have Siri. Are they going to make her the new Black Panther? Or yes, I mean, I think they've already talked about it. That would be great. I mean, a woman filling Um, that role would do wonders. And they did. They did just announce. They announced a series for Black Panther two. I think it's called Wakanda Forever. Mm -hmm. That's going to come out before Black Panther two. So that would probably be more of a lead up into that. Um, I'm I'm kind of just looking at all these movies and thinking of. The I'm reading a lot of comics now, right? Yeah. Um, doing this show, I've been reading a lot more comics. And the more I read, because I'm starting on main events. So, like, I read House of M, and then I read Civil War, and then I read Death of Captain America. Right now, I'm on Secret Invasion. I'm approaching Secret Invasion a little bit differently, where I'm reading every single book that goes along with the main storyline, right? So you got Secret Invasion, the main book, uh, uh issues one through eight i think but there are so many other comics in between each issue that this is kind of what i think uh the 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 movies are doing the movies are the main issue the series are what's in between the main issues You, you know what i mean does that make any sense so like in between secret secret invasion one and two you have a book from Captain Britain. You have a book from Thor. You have a book from here, a book from here. And so it's like in these giant phases, there's also there's little mini phases that would be the series. It's kind of like that sort of stuff. Um, that's just kind of my, my, my two cents on that. But I think it is getting a little bit. We're, we're pushing it a little bit on this. Um, but I, I've been having a really good time talking about WandaVision <laughs> yeah. with you guys in the MCU. So well, is there anything else that we wanted to cover before we wrap this up? No, I'm not, not specifically. Uh, um, so all my notes. Excellent. So let's rate this then. Um, for Falcon and Winter Soldier, we'll rate it by episode. But for this, 
um, since we started doing this podcast halfway through WandaVision, we'll rate this series as a whole. Um, I have no fancy name to give the rating. I'm just going to say on a scale of one to 10 chip, what would you give WandaVision series? Mm, probably give it I'd probably give it like an 8 or a 9 because it's not the show's fault that I wanted different things than they gave us but like yep. what they did give us was really well made and really mm-hmm. well formed and I really liked it so it's not their fault that they didn't do what I wanted them to do but like what they did do was really good word Roy, what about you? What what would you rate this? I I would give the series a solid nine. I mean, uh, the references there are there. The awareness of location throughout the series with cinema, uh, cinematography is great, um, and the ability to keep the fans guessing or keep them in the dark. the The number of red herrings that threw people off was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in this day and age. I said that earlier. Uh, I'm not even mad about any of the cameos or big reveals. And the story was solid over the span of the entire show. Yeah, it started a little slow with the first two, but it power crept up really fast. And it it shows the the long-term planning that Marvel has established and made a name on for themselves so nine solid for me i like it and uh we'll, we'll take jesse's thing nine agatha remixes is what we'll give it so so chip yep. gives it we'll say an 8.5 for chip because it was in between eight and nine uh i'm going to go with a oh man see i, I gotta go with probably nine too because i really really enjoyed this all the way through um, even the first couple episodes that were slower, I still was like, okay, what's going to happen next? You know, what, what else is going to go down here? And it kept me, it kept me in it. So I, I don't know. I would say a, a good solid nine, nine Agatha remixes for, for the series of WandaVision. And I highly recommend it to anyone. And especially now, now that it's completely out and you can watch it, you can binge it. Yeah. Don't get distracted by the fact that the first three episodes are kind of ridiculous. That is part of the reason I gave it a nine is the, the first two for sure were slow build. Mm-hmm. It was a slow burn, but if you stick to it as a whole, disappointed. Yep. As a whole, the series definitely it's the patience, patience factor. Um, how many, I, so many people I know that were like, I watched the first three episodes of WandaVision and I don't like it. It's just weird. And I've seen those same people now that are like, holy shit, I love WandaVision. Yeah, welcome back. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So, cool. So uh, our rating is about 8.75 then, I believe, is what that would average out to be for the WandaVision series. Um, This has been freaking wonderful this this whole episode it's been a great recap of everything roy why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you and your streams uh so i have a youtube page and i also stream on twitch uh the youtube and 
Twitter page are under at the Intrepid DM. And, um, or I'm sorry, the Twitter is at Intrepid DM. The YouTube and Twitch are at the Intrepid DM. <laughs> uh, so I, I stream, uh, I just recently started streaming, but I will be streaming tabletop role playing games. Uh, and games that are focused on RPG, like Baldur's Gate 3, uh, Divinity, Original Sin, that kind of stuff. Anything hey, uh, that has a story that draws you in. I know I know. Jesse from the Sudden But Inevitable podcast is still watching. Why don't you show him what you showed me earlier, that little tabletop game that you had? Oh, yeah. Uh, let me this is, this is pretty me. cool. This is pretty cool, and I think I have a really shelf full of role-playing games. <laughs> Turn it around here. There you go. So he's got a Serenity role-playing game that uh, I'm very curious about. <laughs> so maybe uh, it, it plays very much like Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, uh, it's very much you build your own character, you get your own ship, you take your own missions, and Basically, you live, you know, you live the storyline of Firefly, however you want to do it. Nice. I have a leaf on the breeze. <laughs> leaf Heck on yeah. the breeze. Well, well, I want to thank you so much Good again crack. for coming on the show. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and <clears throat> I hope that, that you come on more shows for sure. Are you a Trek fan too? Jesse asked if you're a Trek fan. Uh so so i'm not like a huge trek fan but anything fantasy or sci-fi related i have some kind of invested yeah. uh interest in like i said i run tabletop role-playing games that's what i do <laughs> stories stories are my life so literature sci-fi fantasy without imagination the world is a very unhappy place agreed um but yeah thanks again for coming on i I would love to have you back on for more of these shows for sure. Uh, so, if, you know, yeah. Chip, yeah, is there anything you, all right. I was going to say, no, is there anything have, else you uh, wanted to cover? Nothing else. No, I'm satisfied. Well, actually I got a bone to pick with Jesse real quick, <laughs> real quick. Just got a real quick bone to pick with Jesse. I noticed in the comments, he said T-Bolts wasn't on his radar until Roy mentioned it. I feel like I have literally made a comment about Thunderbolts we have. every single episode <laughs> and how yeah. Thunderbolts is my favorite series. So, oh, man. It's the beard. I feel, like, feel like that was intentional. And he knew I was going to just stare at that comment. <laughs> well, that being said, thank everyone for watching this show tonight. It's been a lot of fun. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at MCM underscore pod on Instagram at Marvel Cinematic Monday. And uh, you can find us on the interwebs, twistmyarmpodcast.com. We actually have a separate page now for Marvel Cinematic Monday um, with all of our episodes, our latest live videos, um, and links to our Instagram and Twitter right there. There's a separate page for the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch, which is what Jesse is from as well. Um, and then we have a couple other shows on our on our network um, that are just starting. It's a little little slower startup, but um, they are coming around. So definitely check that out, twistmyarmpodcast.com for all of our latest news and updates. 
again thank you guys so much for being here check out intrepid dm um and we're gonna call it my name is josh and i'm chip make sure you hit us up on the uh, socials if you have any marvel related questions make sure you hit us up throw us the questions probably get to it in our next episode yes and we'll be back in a in two weeks for falcon winter soldier once again my name's josh chip i'm chip and, and I'm roy. roy thank you for having me guys i really appreciate it we'll, we'll get that exit down eventually and yes you guys have a wonderful night Later, guys.